מגילה, פרק ג', משנה ב'. אין מוכרים בית כנסת, אלא על תנאי שהם יירסו יחזירוהו. הסינגוג may not be sold on the condition, except on the condition that if the sellers wish, they can buy it back. It is disrespectful to sell a synagogue without this condition, because the sellers would thus give the impression that it has no value to them other than its military worth. But if the sellers insist on the right to buy the synagogue back, they show that they value it and that they sold it only because they had no other option. This condition of sale must be made even when the synagogue is sold to another congregation that will continue to use it as a house of prayer. because otherwise the very act of saying the synagogue is disrespectful so these are the words of Rabbi Meir however the Chachamim say they may sell it permanently without a condition that they can buy it back this is allowed even when selling a synagogue to an individual Okay. Um, furthermore, they, sell it for, they may sell it for any purpose except for four uses, for a bathhouse, or a bathroom. Why? Because these uses are degrading. So at the time of sale, a stipulation must be made that the buyer will not use the synagogue for any of these purposes. The Chachamim ban only these four uses. They allow selling a synagogue for any other purpose, even one that is not holy at all. This is because they hold that whenever a synagogue is sold, it loses its sanctity because the sanctity is automatically transferred to the money that was used to buy it. For this reason, they ruled in the previous Mishnah that a public synagogue may be sold to an individual. However, even after the synagogue has been sold and is no longer holy, the sages do not permit one to disgrace the building since it was once designated for prayer. Thus, they forbid bit converting it into any of the facilities listed here because people appear in them unclothed or because bad odors emanate from them now the, the next now we're going to see Rabbi Huda disagrees with the Chachamim second point Rabbi Huda Omer Rabbi Huda says Mokhrin Otto L'Shem Chatser they may sell it to be used as a courtyard Vahalokeach Mashir say yes and the buyer may then use it as they wish it as they wish as long as the sellers say that it will be used as a courtyard the buyer may use it for whatever They want even the four degrading uses prohibited by the Chachamim. Rabbi Huda is stating both the stringency and the leniency. On the one hand, he requires that the sellers say they are selling it to be used for a non-sacred purpose, such as a courtyard. If they do not say this, the synagogue retains its holiness and may not be used for any purpose besides prayer. On the other hand, provided that they do, do say it, the synagogue may then be used for anything, even a bathhouse and the other facilities forbidden by the Chachamim. According to Rabbi Huda, a synagogue belongs to the category of Tashmishe Mitzvah, objects used for the performance of a mitzvah. The rule for such objects is that they are only, only during the time they're being used to perform a mitzvah, or when they are at least intended to be used for a mitzvah. Once the mitzvah is over, they lose their sanctity. Rabbi Huda thus rules that if a synagogue is sold for an ordinary use, such as a courtyard, it loses its holiness, and since it's no longer holy, it may be used for anything. Rabbi Huda's view, this includes even the four degrading uses banned by the Chachamim. However, if the sellers do not say they are selling it to be used for a non-sacred purpose, such as a courtyard, it retains its holiness. In the previous Mishnah, therefore, Rabbi Huda forbade selling a communal synagogue to be used by an individual as a private place of prayer. Since it's still designated as a place of prayer and will continue to be used for the mitzvah, it retains the full holiness of a public synagogue and thus may not be sold to an individual whose private use of the synagogue does not rise to that level of holiness. Mishnah Gimam Rabbi Huda now teaches the laws of a synagogue that was not sold but fell into ruin. For Ad Amar Rabbi Huda, now Rabbi Huda additionally says, Bezakaneset Shekharav in Maspidin Betochah, a synagogue that fell into ruin retains its sanctity 
because as we saw in the previous Mishnah, Rabbi Huda considers a synagogue to retain its holiness as long as it is still designated for mitzvah. Even a ruined synagogue may yet return to its use as a house of prayer, therefore it is still holy. So he says that a synagogue that fell into ruins retains its sanctity and we may not eulogize ordinary people in it. It is, however, permissible to eulogize a Torah scholar in a synagogue. And we may not twist ropes or spread nets in it. We may not do this in any type of work, any type of work in a ruined synagogue. The Mishnah gives these examples of twisting ropes and spreading out nets because synagogues had the large open space needed for such use. So you can't do that. Then Shotzkin al Gagopero, we not spread out fruit on its roof to dry. Then Osin Otto Kampandria, we may not use it as a shortcut since the synagogue remains sacred even after it's fallen to ruin. These activities, which are forbidden in a standing synagogue because they're not appropriate in a house of prayer, are forbidden in a ruined synagogue as well. Shinema. As it says, we see that we see that the, even a ruined synagogue is sacred. As it says, Vahashimoti et Migdashechem, and I shall make your sanctuaries desolate. Kedushatan Afkeshen Shomemem, by calling them sanctuaries, the pastor implies that they retain their sanctity even when they are desolate and they lie, you know, when they're lying in ruin. If grass grows in a ruined synagogue, one should not root it because it arouses anguish. When the people see the former synagogue overrun grass, it will cause them distress and motivate them to rebuild it or pray that it will be rebuilt. Have a great day.